Ja. Nein. with another episode of Bigfoot Revival. Uh, I am your co-host, the Sasquatch, and joining me today is normal, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the Yeti. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're in a hurry. We've got some very special guests. We have uh, some brothers from another birthing parent, and, uh, or whatever the politically correct term is to say these days. <laughs> and they were a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Men Walking Podcast joins us. So it's uh, Greg and Jason. Say hey, guys. Uh-oh. Hey, hello, everybody. All right. So uh, we just wanted to talk. We've got the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference coming up and... We weren't able to make it to their rally. I, I, I'm still, I'm still uh, arguing it couldn't have been a real rally without all the motorcycles. But hey, uh, so uh, we just wanted to holler at these guys, have a good conversation, and just um, talk about what's coming up and what what la- the rally was and what was going on there, and just have some fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, first of all, I did want to say that, uh, Jason, and I missed you guys. I yeah. know we met at the first uh, rally in Nashville or, well, Franklin outside of Nashville last year. Uh, it just wasn't the same when you don't have Bigfoot and the Yeti in the house. Uh, but it was, right. a, it was a good rally. It was Love God, Sing Psalms, Defy Tyrants. Kind of the uh, same theme that they kind of have running throughout all the fight, yeah. laugh, fight, feast, laugh, feast yeah. stuff. And uh it was good. We flew to the middle of nowhere in South Dakota. Yep. Right? Yeah. And there, uh, Toby was awesome. Toby Sumner. Uh-huh. Uh, Doug Wilson was great. Yep. Joe Boot was there. Joe Boot oh, was the yeah. man. Yeah. Steve Dace showed up from Blaze TV. That Very was nice. super cool. Contacted Steve. He's going to do a midterm uh, episode with us uh, later on this year. So be on the lookout for that as well. Yeah. Because that guy is just so smart. Full of information, man. Oh my gosh. He has all prove it too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> numbers. Yeah, you guys were. Uh... We've got. Oh some no! Lag what happened? On. We've got some lag going on. What was that, Greg? No, I said you guys were missed. Uh, are you guys going to be down at the uh, sex politics in September? Yes, we finally got it confirmed, um, and we are going to be there at that one. We've got a spot reserved, and we are super excited about that, to be doing some live podcasting there and uh, hopefully get some real good interviews. Awesome. And speaking of which, it seems like you guys have been on the ball and on fire with some good interviews as of late. I mean, Tom Askell. Guys, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the man himself. Yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. He he loved our uh, newsy news uh, section of the show. <laughs> I saw that, and uh, he loved the song. 
I don't know if you guys remember the song or not, but uh, he looked yeah. at us like we were idiots. Yeah, he totally did. <laughs> but it was awesome. But yeah, he did it in love. He did it with yeah. with love in his heart. But, there you uh, go. No, yeah, we've we've had some fun fun shows here lately for sure. Well, you know, we really try to guess that uh, are smarter than us. So that's pretty much everyone we've everyone. had on so far. Everyone. That seems um, to be the secret. And we want them to talk about things that they're knowledgeable about. And uh, Tom just really brought it with, uh, you know, defining what a pastor is, pastoral roles, what the Bible says about female pastors. Um, that was a that was a good episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you guys go down to Nashville, I'll be looking forward to your episode with uh, Bodie yeah. uh, because uh, or Vadi. Is it Vadi or Bodie? Bodie. Okay. We'll go with Bodie. Uh, maybe we, maybe just we can have him his on name. by me just we just butcher his name all to pieces. We'd be calling him Booty half the time. Ace. Well, I called him DC. He was cool with it. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he was like, you guys look kind of rough. I'm not going to correct you about it. I'll, I'll, I'll leave my name. So he's big <laughs> enough to correct like, whoever he wants. <laughs> that's our thing on the podcast. We just mispronounce your name. And they're yeah. like, oh, they're the guys that don't know Can't, the guest's name. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mispronounced it. Jason, Jason always has it right. <laughs> no, no. I, um, I met him at G3 one year and, you know, there was the line of people to talk to him and I walked up to him and I said, I said, man, I love you. You've been a great, uh, influence on my life, on uh, my ministry, but I have to admit, I'm a little disappointed. And he just gave me this look like, what is this guy about to say? I said, I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> I thought you'd yeah. be bigger. When I, I and that's kind of true because when I walked up to him, I'm I'm just a couple. I'm a little bit taller than he is, and uh, and, and I really did. I mean, but he's so. I mean, his hands were massive. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like when you go to shake his hands. I mean, I've got decent sized hands, and they just got ate up by him. Well, I tell you what, though, uh, our boy Joffrey the Giant down at Fight Laugh Feast last year made up for it because that yeah. is a towering dude. Yeah, yeah if we're big dude. feet, he is a giant. Ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what do you guys got coming up then uh, on your podcast? Uh, you guys are going down there in September. Yeah. And yeah. I saw you just covered the uh, gay choir. That was a fun subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know if we have any big interviews coming up um not yet not as of yet we've been so busy between work and trying to make the ends meet and then ministry as well on the back uh, end and then podcasting i mean it's it's just been a busy busy time but um we're hoping that uh that we can get some coming up because it's all about making those connections and last year we were able to make a ton we missed out at the rally unfortunately but hopefully you know coming back up at this one we'll be able to make more and have some good interviews coming up of course we always love having you guys on too. So, and yeah. it's just trying to just keep up with what's going on and um, really just speaking into trying to get a, a people down, especially down here in the South, just to think biblically because uh, everyone thinks they're saved and uh, them, the dog and the tractor, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that was the big theme at the uh, rally as well, too. When we were talking to Joe Boot, he was talking about. Um, you know how the early apostles were actually bucking the government they were actually yeah. going against mm -hmm. caesar um and how uh peter's speech is actually he's reciting what was written on the back of their uh coins at the time that's right um, you know there's no other name by which you are saved 
accept Christ. Uh, and Caesar at that time would, you know, he was a demi demigod, and he would say, "By my name, you're saved." And here we have Peter then telling everyone, "Oh no, no, no! It's not the government's name that saves you. It's the it's the name of Jesus Christ." And he just made a great uh, kind of analogy, and then a little mm. bit of a historical context of that passage. Um, you know, and you guys can go listen to that episode. I think it's a few months ago, Joe Boot at Dead Men Walking podcast. But it was so great to have believers there that rightly interpret and rightly exegete the word of God through the entire context of the Bible. Because as you guys are aware, you have people that throw Romans 13 at you and use it as a submit uh, to the government, right. no matter what they say, chapter, right? That's when right. in fact, the very first six verses say the exact opposite of that. Uh, it clearly says that God has instituted government for the righteous and to bring justice to evildoers. Well, when a government is doing evil, they become the evildoers. Uh, and we are to rightly uh, go against that, not listen to that as believers. But yeah, it, it, Joe Boot, I thought, one of yeah, my favorite was, surprise guests, wouldn't you say? I Jason? love Joe Boot. Yeah, I, I had already known um, some of his stuff before the... Uh, before the rally but uh okay fine it yeah, wasn't here. a surprise <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well if you listen to um I'm, i am the nerd researching and going down the youtube rabbit hole all the time <laughs> you know finding all these different guys um uh and uh yeah but joe boot just uh he just hit the nail on the head i mean he talked about government and i mean yeah. a lot of times when we think about the government we think about dc right we yeah, think about sure. lansing up here um rally I think for you guys, right? Um, uh, but anyway, uh, all these different state capitals and and whatnot. But he yeah. he brought it into um, made a good point, just that there's civil go civil government, family government, church government. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all these different types of governments. So you know, and it all rests on the Lord's shoulders, right? That's right. So uh, I mean, I I think that's where you know a lot of us uh, may. I mean, even 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 at times. Um, you know, I, I fall short on that too. Just, uh, in that, in knowing exactly like, <laughs> like what's going on, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, man, when you, when you finally just sit, sit, get in your Bible so and you're you, like, Oh my goodness, like God is in charge. Not, not, uh, right. not Mr. Joe Biden, you know, so you feel Nobody. like Joe Biden. You have no idea yeah, yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We so have no idea sometimes, that. you know, don't know what's going to come out of my mouth next. Usually. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's part of a requirement for being on a podcast. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. But you don't know what's coming out of mouth next, but you know, too, too in, in churches, a lot of times, whenever you start hitting on these, um, these issues and things that are going on and how we're supposed to respond as Christians, a, a big thing that you hear huh. in response from some people are, why do you keep mentioning politics from the pulpit? Why yeah. are politics being mentioned in church? Well, I'm sorry, but not, I, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry. To say Jesus is king is a political mm -hmm. statement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. He is king of all. Yeah. Yeah, and ultimately I, it's a biblical statement, right? That's right. Yeah. And I think, I, I can't remember if it was your podcast or I, I listen to so many things. I, I, it's hard to keep it all straight in my head. Yeah. But somebody had made really the point. It was our podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the statement was made that uh, we mentioned the government, the government. And it's Christ who is the government. You've got a state yeah. government. you got a you got your church government. you got your uh, home government, family government. Christ is the government. 
But yeah. we mentioned we mentioned the government uh, talking about the federal government, and, yep, and it correct. shouldn't be the government. It should be the federal government, not the government. Uh. Yeah, it's really a paradigm shift in your view when, as a believer, you truly understand that everything is under the dominion of Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. And we say it with our mouths a lot. A lot of Western Christians will say that. They'll sing pretty songs that say Jesus is king and he's Lord over all, but they don't truly understand it and they don't believe it in their heart. And when you believe that and you understand that every single atom in this universe has been given to Christ and it's his dominion, then you have a real different worldview when you look at politics or you look at church government or you look at family issues or you look at your friendships or you look at all those daily things that go on and you go, oh, all dominion is is Christ's. Uh, that will change your worldview. And I, and I think the, you know, one of the reasons why we focus so heavy on reform theology as well is because I think that really puts a, you know, it really puts a lens or a microscope on the verses in the whole entire Bible that allows you to see the sovereignty of God, yeah. the dominion of Christ, and who you are in relation to that. And mm -hmm. I think if more Christians started to understand that, more self-believing, self-professing, uh, believing Christians that understood that everything belongs to Christ and he's and he uh, in his dominion has no limits in this reality, uh, you would really start to look at the way you act, the way you talk, the way you uh, choose to do politics, you look at it in a different light. And unfortunately, um, we still think, uh, I mean, most Christians, I believe in, in the United States and in North America and, and in the West, just kind of look at God as he's kind of off to the side and he's just letting things roll out, almost like an open theist, like God's just reacting to us. He's kind of up there. He might step in every once in a while, you know, when mm -hmm. you got a close call in a in an automobile accident or something. Okay. Yeah. Gee, thanks God for, for he's your superhero buddy. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, when he is actually intimately involved in every single aspect of this reality and in this creation, and then hands that to Christ and says, it's your dominion, you are king. Um, man, I think if more people could truly understand that and get in that mindset, I think we would not only uh, see, see politics change, but I think the fabric of the secular culture would change in America. Mm, well, that's Matthew 28, too, the Great Commission. I mean, you, yeah. you know, you go, all yeah. that all things in heaven and on earth have been given to me. You know, that, that doesn't mean that, uh, that, that we sit around and, uh, worry so much, you know, it's like, he knows what's going on. He's not yeah. out to lunch. Yeah. Like exactly. God is not out to lunch, man. And, and the moment, <laughs> the moment that we show fear and worry about what's going on with Joe Biden and Kamala. And, uh, for us, it's, uh, old Cooper, old King Cooper. Um, when, when you worry about those things, you're not putting your faith and trust in Christ. You're, you're showing a lack yeah. of trust in, in, in Christ in that moment. Um, everybody does it, right? I mean, you would be watching the news and just thinking, oh, man, what are we going to do? But the truth is he is sovereign. He is in charge. And this isn't surprising him. He's not, he's not coming up with a counter maneuver to, to, right. to go against Biden. You know, he yeah. knows and, and is in control and, and, and allows these things to happen, uh, for his glory and, and, and ultimately for our good. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I got in a conversation with a guy yesterday and he, he's really still focused on politics and the day to day and, 
and kind of, you know, watching CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and just so involved in it. And I just went, look at man, when I worship at the feet of Christ the King, like Jeff Dunham's puppet and the side chick don't really bother me. Yeah. Right, you know, right, um, right. That's, I, I love to, that's how I prefer to go come Harris. Um, you can go ahead and trademark that and put that on a shirt. There if you, you want. go. Um, he does he look like Walter. He really does. <laughs> no, doesn't he though? You know. Yeah, when he closes his eyes, you'll see it too. It's when he closes his eyes, and, and, and every time he does it, if I'm watching the, the news or whatever, I'm sitting there. Think, Joe, concentrate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's why he has to wear those aviator sunglasses so he doesn't look like Jeff Dunham's uh, puppet. There you go. But yeah, oh, wow. I just was like, just it's a paradigm shift in the way that you think and view yeah. and in, in the way that hopefully that shows in your actions towards others and, and the things you're accomplishing and the things that you're working towards here on earth. It's like Jason just said, like advancing the kingdom, yeah. the great commission, uh-huh. like everything's been handed to Christ. And, you know, We'll do it with words if, if the Lord chooses. He'll do it with uh, his actions or his sovereign rule or his decrees. But um, one day, every knee will bow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every tongue Amen. will confess one day. If I don't they want to or not. Or a Hindu or a Muslim or a Buddha or you don't, you, you're not sure. Or, you know, every tongue is going to confess that Christ is king and every knee will bow and we will lay prostrate before him. And it's like, I would rather be on the early side of that than the late side of that. Amen, Amen brother. <laughs> so I want to I want to segue a little bit. One of our past podcasts, uh, we made we read an article basically saying that if you deny evolution, you're a racist. Yeah, mm-hmm. African American studies out of Harvard, funded by taxpayer money, came to that conclusion. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so that's one of those things where um, we we went through the article, we we knocked it down piece by piece, uh, but. The, the thing that I want uh, to comment on, and, and, and it was at last year's conference. It was spoken about a, a lot, probably at the rally as well, and this coming up conference. But they know they're at war. The enemy. The enemy knows that they're at war. We're, we're sitting here and we're like, what's wrong with these people? What's wrong with them is that they're fighting a war that we're, we're, we're blanking out of. Oh, and that was yeah. one of the conclusions that we came to when, when reading this lady's article I don't remember her name, but uh, it was it was they were preemptively striking. They even mentioned Ken Ham uh, in the Ark and that kind of thing, and they were attacking that. Um, yeah. It was it was a direct attack on Christianity, hidden in science. Always <laughs> Do what I said. There always there always is an argument against Christianity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they'll they try to they hide it, but with, uh, you know. Islam and whatever else, but it's, well, you know, Dr. Ben Merkel, when he was on the podcast a few months ago at the rally, uh, he, he had such a great line for his speech. He said, you might not be pedo Baptist and post mill, but the left is, and they're winning. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we said, you know, unpack that a little bit. And he talked about for, for 15, 20 minutes about that, but he's like, exactly what you just said, Bigfoot. He was like, uh, you like how I just slip in Bigfoot. Like, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Talk. I yeah. love that. We get Sasquatch. to watch. Or Sasquatch, yeah. sorry, Bigfoot Revival, Sasquatch, yeah. and you had a year. Uh, two, two best names in podcasting. But anyway, Love it. it's like they know they're in a war. They understand. Yeah. They're baptizing yeah. the children, the next generation, yeah, and yeah. they are looking towards the future for a, air quote, 
better future. And it's yeah. like, if, if us Christians and believers don't get in that mindset, right. um, it's going to be a tough road. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a tough yeah. road anyway, but it's like, you're ex- absolutely right. They're preempting everything. They're, they're fighting a battle and they're looking for a future that is godless. Now I do want to clarify something because we are Baptist and, um, uh, <laughs> and we gave right. a big yep on the, on the baptizing babies thing. Um, we disagree in the sense of the baptizing a child. That being said, we still disciple our children in the mentality of that they will come to know Christ. Yeah. And if oh, if 100%. you just if you're allowing he was saying it allegorically as well, too. Yeah. I mean, liberals aren't actually baptizing children, but they're exactly. indoctrinating them is what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Look at you, exactly. The next generation is being indoctrinated with leftism and liberalism and progressivism. And it's like, dude, if you're not raising up a child in a way that they should go, so from that way they will not depart, as Proverbs says, then you are lacking as a Christian parent. Like, you better get on it because they're looking towards a future. You might think you might be a you know dispensationalist uh, pre-miller and just just sit there and wait for the rapture and put your head in the sand. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah. saying the left is, is post mill. They're a mill. They're, They're like right. looking towards the future. We're, yeah. we're building something. So he wasn't calling out anyone on any certain eschatology yeah, yeah, yeah. or okay. theology, but he was making, I thought a very, a very good point using some theological terms on what the left is doing. And when I say left, I'm saying we're seeing that as mainstream culture now. Yeah. I mean, could you're you seeing it in the church. Oh, yeah. You see You're... churches. Uh, I saw an ar- archbishop say, uh, yeah, men can be pregnant. Uh, Episcopalian church. And I'm going, what is going on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this. What do you think is the reasoning behind Christians? And, and I mean Christians. I mean people in our camps. Who would, I mean, they're, they're not taking seriously the education of their children. They're not, they're not sending them to schools that are going to train them up in the admonition of the Lord. They're not taking them and homeschooling them. Um, everybody has been convinced that uh, it takes two parents to work at home, or I mean two parents to, to be out of the home working to, to um, support the family. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I mean, we're not, we're by no means rich, but... You know, my wife is is homeschooling the children. Now I understand it. There are outliers, and there are certain people that that's impossible. And I, you know, you're not trying to force them into that. But that being said, there's a majority of people who can do this who just aren't. They're not doing it. They've got excuses in their heads. They they don't want to. And, and and ultimately, it's an excuse. But in my mind, when it comes down to discipling our children. The, any kind of school or even the church is there to supplement, not be the foundation of the education for them. Yeah, Jason, do you want to start or you want me to jump in? Yeah, go I got ahead. a lot to go say ahead. about yeah, this. Yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah, so first of all, this didn't happen overnight, right? So we saw a push towards uh, the minute after World War II when we put women in the workplace. We said, guess what? The government and the, and the federal government get to take care of our kids. The educational system belongs to the government, and our kids belong to the educational system. So this isn't something where we go, oh, why are all these Christians doing this all of a sudden? This has been four generations, 70-plus years of building on that. Two, I think theologically and doctrinally, and I think Tom Askell uh, uh, talked about this a little bit on mm-hmm. our episode, it's like we've been eating oatmeal as Christians for the mm-hmm. last 50 years in the United States. What do you think is going to happen, dude? Right, like, right. if a tiger doesn't get his protein he can't go out and hunt if i'm sitting in church and you're not giving my giving me my new york strip rare 
uh, with a little pat of butter on top every week. <laughs> the one you get weak, dude. Like, what do you think? Yeah. If you're feeding me, if 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 you're you know feeding me salad and oatmeal, yeah, that's fine on the side. But dude, I want salad a ribeye, dude. I'm saying like <laughs> not at the same time, not at the same time. Uh, look at no, we get it. We don't, don't we don't want milk every every don't, Sunday. Don't judge those vegetarians. Yeah, they eat sure. salad and oatmeal all the time. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but Paul says that yeah. some of you eat meat, and I wouldn't like it if you just all ate meat. Now you're gonna have to start out on milk, yeah. but you need yeah. meat, and it's right. like we have 50 plus years of bad theology, soft theology. Jesus loves me no matter what. It's okay if I sin. He'll meet me where I'm at. Like Stephen Furtick, like Bethel, like. Freaking, oh, I'm starting to get mad, dude, because it's like, what get a mad. disservice you're doing. Yeah. What a disservice you're doing to the American church and to believers. And shame on the churchgoers, shame on the believers for sitting there week after week and saying, oh, yeah, that's fine. Just give me something that tickles my ears instead of cuts my flesh and then not open their Bible, not have a prayer life, not being a disciple to their brothers and sisters, not following the Great Commission, and then turn around and go, well, why is it that churches right. say men can be pregnant? Why is it that? What? Uh, you can know, you believe what's happening? Can you believe yeah, this? Yeah, I can, actually, because nobody's doing anything about it. I don't, I don't yeah, think 90% of the people in the back. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think 90% of the no, people sitting fine. in the pews right now can tell you why homosexuality is wrong. Yeah. They can say the Bible says, but outside yeah. of that, which for me, for the longest time, I'd, I'd, you know, Bible says, I mean, it's ultimate authority. I mean, I, that's not what I'm trying to, to attack as much as there's, they're, they, they haven't thought it through. There's no, yeah. there's just no, you know, they've sat under some guy who sat up there and spit and hollered and said, homosexuality is a sin and you're going to hell, you know. And But there's never been, here's the Bible, let's pictures. open it up and let's walk <laughs> through this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it's always a different plan of attack for, and I say attack, but discussion or debate depending on who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to another believer and they're self-professed believer and we can agree that the Bible is the word of God inherent in and all those things, well, then I'm going to appeal to the to the word of God first and foremost. If I'm talking yeah. to an atheist or someone in the secular culture or a non-believer, uh, my first my, my first route will not be to appeal to, oh, well, the Bible says so, because the first thing they say is, well, I don't believe the Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Well, then let's talk about homosexuality from an evolutionary standpoint. You're an evolutionist, right? Absolutely. Well, then let's talk about natural selection and life going on and all these different things and get them to see that they're, they're, they're uh, worldview is illogical, even if I don't yeah. have the Bible. Mm -hmm. Let's keep that out of it. Then when I bring in the Bible and say, well, homosexuality is a creation issue from Genesis 1. There well, you now, go. well, now I'm building on something that, uh, you know, we've already proven their secular view illogical. Let's let's talk about the biblical worldview, which we do have. So I think there's a couple different approaches there, but I agree with you, man. Like, I don't think most people sitting in church could give you a real good reason on why they think uh, homosexuality or abortion or any of these hot, top, top, hot topic social issues are even biblically wrong. Yeah, that's and the reason I'm... podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, that's what most they go... pastors are worried about losing their congregation. Yeah, we're not worried about losing listeners. No. Yeah. <laughs> they can go pound slide. Yeah, yeah. Like we're it. we're not we're not making any money off this. Say <laughs> <laughs> hey, what I want. <laughs> hey, I got that on both you. I got that both from the pulpit and from the podcast. There you go. <laughs> not making no money and don't worry about losing people. Uh, <laughs> both of us today, both of these podcasts, they were making twice as much no money as right? we did. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um. 
the, the and the reason I bring I bring that up as far as not being able to describe it's because once they they believe it, they say it, they've been taught it, and then all of a sudden somebody in their life is a homosexual. Somebody in their life is struggling with uh am I a man or a woman? Somebody in their life is saying uh maybe maybe I maybe we are racist. You know, maybe 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 we haven't been forgiven for God because of slavery. Mm. You know, all that stuff, right? And and, and then, then there's no argument back. There's no argument back. You go, well, I, uh, um, um, what? no. And, and that's and about most, all you can and do. most likely, nor does the church that they're sitting in have a pastor that wants to argue back. Right? Yeah. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah. Because, um, uh, who was I listening to? Talking about the, the, the just conflict being bad. Conflict being bad. Conflict's bad. No, it's not. Stephen Furtick. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, good guess. Good guess. <laughs> he is from North Carolina. <laughs> Have you been listening to yeah, Bill Johnson yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Sasquatch? Uh, uh, was it Phil? <laughs> I'm trying to remember who. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, just that. Well, that, that I heard the Yeti signed up for the School of Ministry out there. He's good to yeah. go, right? You can oh, go start uh, on, finding gold dust and. Grave stoking? No. Phil Johnson. I'm thinking Phil um, from John MacArthur's. Donnie. Yeah, Phil. You're thinking Phil oh, Johnson, Johnson, not Bill yeah, Johnson. Yeah, I'm confused. It happens. I just, I have, I have a, I have yeah. a, I have a Sasquatch Phil mind. I don't have. Yeah, yeah Bill and Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Bill Johnson bad. Phil Johnson good. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. I, all right. I'm I'm back on track. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean. We, we think that, I mean, most of the pastors today, when Jesus flipped over the tables in the temple, would have said, oh, man, oh, 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 what are you doing? Peace, yeah, peace, calm down. calm down. Yeah, I mean, instead of yeah. instead of going, oh, look, Jesus is upset. Maybe there's a good reason for that. Hey, Jesus is upset. Yeah. Maybe I should be upset. Right. I, mean, I saw a meme a few years ago, and it said, uh, next time someone uh, says says to you, "What would Jesus do?" Don't just remember it's not under the realm of possibility to start whipping people and flipping tables. <laughs> Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. <laughs> well, just, that just goes back to we've been taught that Jesus was a a sissy hippie, and and he wasn't. Yeah. Jesus yeah. was a man. I mean, Jesus Jesus was a man who 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 built stuff. We we understand that he was a carpenter, so he built stuff. I mean, that has a little bit of. Uh, what that meant behind it, but we know he built things. We know that uh, he was he was able to flip tables. Uh, you know, we're not talking about little uh, you know, the six the six foot plastic tables. I mean, he's flipping heavy wood tables and and, and running wow. men out of a temple. And and when it, you know when he spoke, people said, "Ain't nobody ever spoke like that." That, that he speaks yeah. with authority. Um, yeah. When he yeah. spoke, men fell down. I mean, it, it, and and then and then we yeah. go. Jesus was just he just wanted to be your friend. He just wanted to to love everybody and and that's that's not the case. He had a right. back, he had a spine. He had a back. He he was able to to handle business when necessary. We had we just did a short on that about Jesus being nice. We absolutely mm -hmm. did. Is Jesus nice and we solved it within 5 minutes. <laughs> oh, pretty proud of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> Calling uh, people vipers and well, whitewashed tombs. I'm not surprised that people do that with Jesus though because they do it with God, right? So God is fully love and justice and fully wrath and Jesus to fulfill the messianic prophecies did come as the suffering Messiah. 
but that doesn't mean that he wasn't holy God with every characteristic of God. I mean, you look at Jesus's ministry, he's making fun of people saying they have yeah. planks in their eyes, calling people brood of vipers. He's saying you whitewash tombs. He's flipping tables. He's going, Oh, you basically morons or idiots would be the, would, would be the common day terminology to mm. some of the disciples. I mean, he, he was fully God, fully man. He did everything righteously, but he used very, uh, to the point and sometimes harsh language to get a point across. And it's like, dude, just because Christ came as the suffering Messiah and it, it, don't think that he's not coming back as the, the Christ riding the white horse with fire in his eyes, a sword in his mouth, a tattoo on his thigh. And he's going to start lopping off heads and taking names when he comes to rule and reign forever because he's rightly been given this dominion at the right hand of the father. When God releases him, he says, go do your business. And it's like, I don't want to be on the wrong side of that. When he comes through the sky where every eye will see him at the same time, the Bible says, and he starts judging like, dude, what don't people get when they read the Bible? He's not coming back as your wimpy, hippie uncle that wants to smoke Peace, weed man. with you and uh, you know and watch joe rogan clips he's coming back to <laughs> rightly judge the world and rule and reign that's so like right. be ready and start preparing the world for that well you know that's something that we've talked about on our show uh quite a bit uh recently yeah, is a lot of times christians mistake the word meekness for weakness yeah, and, mm. and Jesus was meek, but that is strength under control. We're th we're talking about you see a horse with a bridle in its with a bit in its mouth and bridle, something that that's used to keep that horse under control. But if that horse wanted to, he could maul some people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? We did an episode on that as well. And Darby's concordance uh, under. Uh, Matthew 5 says, meekness is having a sharpened sword, knowing how to use it, and keeping it sheathed until it That's needs right. to be used. That's and, right. And I thought yeah. that is such a beautiful way to explain meekness. It's like, no, be wise, uh, understand your weapon, know how to use it, but you don't go out there waving it around, you know, right. threatening people. Yeah. You keep it sheathed until you have to use it. And believe me, when if you know how to use a weapon, you take it out, people around go, uh-oh, something's about to go down because this man knows how to use that weapon, yeah. and he doesn't take it out until it's absolutely necessary. Well, anybody who's a fighter, who, who like you said, knows how to uh, use a weapon, uh, soldier, whatever, uh -huh. anybody who is trained in any kind of combat understands that you're not you're not doing anything until you are ready to act so right. i'm not going to pull my sword out unless i'm ready to chop off a head mm -hmm. and so you know <laughs> and, and, and if somebody sees you stick your hand on that sword they need to be weary yeah absolutely yeah doug wilson actually just put out a video uh from canon press and he was talking about this and shout he, out to canon press canon press yeah. and doug wilson ben merkel's on the video as well um uh but yeah uh he goes into how moses was uh it's written in scripture that moses was the most humble man uh ever who, who yeah. ever lived and right moses wrote that and yeah yeah and moses Actually, you for making me so humble. right, right, yeah, exactly. But he, but let me beat this Moses, rock to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He went, he went down. He, you know, he went and got the Israelites. He was like, "Let my people go," you know, and uh, and then he then he marched them through the desert for forty years. I mean, like there were things that Moses did that was really, you know, a, a meek. You know, a meek little Christian. Oh, I'm just supposed to stay in my lane. No, Larry, let me finish, Larry. Not say nothing Larry, whatsoever. I don't know, no, Larry. No, no, you got, you got to, you got to take out that sword at some point and actually yeah. say something. If it's, if it's right, it's right. 
you know. And and, um, and we're, ta- use scripture. Use we're scripture. talking about swords. I was about to say that the scripture is known as the sword. Yeah, and yeah. we as Christians are so afraid to go. Thus says the Lord. Amen. We don't have to. We don't have to pull on our own knowledge. We don't have to pull yeah. on anything else. We have the word. We need to know it. We need to know how to wield it, and we need to be able to say when we quote scripture, it says, "Thus says the Lord." I think you make a good point there when you quote scripture. I'm very wary right. of people who yeah. pull. Uh, visions and analogies and all these things out, and then it's something different than what the Bible says, and then they say, "Thus saith the Lord." Yeah, uh, yeah I'd yeah. be very wary of that. But when you're quoting scripture, uh, yeah, absolutely, follow it up with "Thus saith the Lord." You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, no, we ain't, we're not pulling any uh, Benny Hinn stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> the Lord told me that, uh, you know, and, and that's another thing that's that's real popular around here, man. Uh, I got a customer right now that will look at me and go, the Lord says I have this. And they're talking about a problem with their house. And I'm over there going, okay, all right. Um, I- I'll go look. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, yeah. and it's 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 one of those things. I, and to be honest, I think the lady's a Christian. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I, I, don't, I don't think she's uh, – but she she takes every whim, she takes every notion as as, as if that was from the Lord Himself, um, mm-hmm. which can be dangerous. And and yeah. I haven't gotten to the point where I can sit down and have that discussion with her yet. I've I've been trying to build that because I don't. There's a lot of good fruit there. You know yeah, what I mean? Just make sure she get paid. Make sure she pays her invoice first. Yeah. Then, then yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure the check clears. <laughs> hey, I'd be taught. The Lord to... told me you got to pay. Ian fool. <laughs> it will be twice as much. Uh, the Lord said you owe me. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, so, yeah, it, it, we 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 find that. So we're always very careful. Um, especially in our neck of the wood to, to be very careful about how we say things when it comes to mm-hmm. charismatic um, terminology sure. as well. And, and they do, they use thus says the Lord and, and, and abuse it. Um, so when we're, when we are speaking to people, all right, let me, let, let me, let me move here. When we're speaking to people, and we're sharing the gospel, and we're saying, thus says the Lord. Um, uh, we are using the Bible as our authority. Um, Greg, it's like you said, sometimes you can bring them around to that. You, mm-hmm. you may not start exactly there, but you're bringing them around to that. Do we have to start every um, uh, every opportunity to share the gospel with, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? No, I, I don't, just because that is such a, a worn-out, loaded, kind of expected question, first of all. I mean, that's why Ray Comfort back in the early 2000s was revolutionary with his Ten Commandments uh, and do you think you're uh, a good person? Mm. And then he would just go through the Ten Commandments and very simple and basic, and people were like, 
whoa, that works. And it's like, yeah, he, he he's not going, do you think Jesus is your savior? It's like, dude, if you lived in America for any time, you have heard of the name Jesus and you've probably yeah. been to a church service. Uh, odds are, I would say yeah. more than 51% of the population has been in some type of church service. So I think the it's actually harder in America to evangelize than it is sometimes in a developing nation who has a, a mm -hmm. fresh slate. You know, yeah. when you're in sales and you're hiring uh, salespeople, sometimes you don't want someone with previous sales experience. You want to teach them from the ground up. And sometimes I feel in American evangelism, it's the same way. They already have a notion of who they think God is. They, I've had people tell me, look at, I said the prayer when I was nine years old, I repeated the prayer. Like I repeated the incantation, the magic words, I'm saved for the rest of my life. It's now fire insurance. Right. And that type of Christianity is no Christianity at all. And now I'm working, I'm working against that for the first two hours I'm talking to them yeah. uh, to, to just get to the bare minimum of who God is. Right. Yeah. So sometimes I, I feel that's, you know, I don't know. What do you think, Jason? Sometimes I feel that's yeah. a hindrance. Yeah. Yeah. It can be. I mean, Unfortunately, I mean, it, it's like we when we think of the name Jesus, you know, when we think about God, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we know how good and righteous and holy and awesome God is, right? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. but like when when someone has been affected by the church, you know, in a, in a way that has just cut them deep, you know, somebody in the church said, "Hey, you smoke," you know. I look down on that, you know, or, yeah. or oh, you have a sip, of, you have a sip of bourbon here and there. That's oh well, you going geez. to hell? You're yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah, or or whatever it was, what you know, whatever the situation was. Um, uh, but you know, it's it's like, man, how how unfortunate is that situation? You know, but at the same time, you know, he's the one that could bring redemption to that story. Yeah. Um, uh, by just having a conversation. Like you don't have to have always have this plan, you know, this secret plan. Oh, I'm going to win them to Jesus and I'm going to store up my treasures in heaven. No, it's like, why don't you just have a conversation and just yeah. pray that God would touch their heart. And, you know, maybe you don't even bring up, yeah. um, uh, you know, Jesus whatsoever. And just, I mean, but, just, well, just uh, have a good conversation. So somewhere you know? along the line, we lost the biblical truth of letting our, fruit be shown mm. and thinking that our words yeah. will save someone like right? yeah this kind of seeker friendly uh i can well also the, the arminian view is good good lord can you imagine being a free will arminian and thinking your words are what you're convincing is going to save that person yeah. when in fact it's god that draws and somewhere we lost and said hey it doesn't matter how we act or how we disciple it. Christ never said, go out into the world. He says, as you go out into the world, mm, preach the yeah. good news. Mm -hmm. So that means as you're doing that home improvement project, as you're going to your sales meeting, as you're running your business, as you're raising your family, as you're hanging out with friends, preach the good news. That's so right. it's a lifestyle of action, not just words. And it kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier to where we need reputation to precede us. Yeah. And we let me just, let me just make sure ahead. that I throw this back in there too. Cause I wasn't saying to like, you know, have your neighbor next door, have, have a cookout with him for 10 years. And then all of a sudden one day it's time to tell him about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Right, if right, you do right. that, you're just a new, a nice guy. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's the long yeah, yeah. con right there. <laughs> Ten years, Ten years, you're just like, okay, con, yeah. Time we have a real conversation. Yeah. This is what I do on Sunday. Surprise, no. I'm a Christian. Absolutely. Jason's saying have urgency. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I have a sense yeah. of urgency. Yeah. I was just yeah. saying, too, that we rely on, like,
like some some prayer or some words when in fact it says you'll be known by your fruits man yeah, like yeah. where's the generation of people discipling other people yeah. like, there are very few churches that actually understand discipleship uh, when I bring a friend to church, they're 90% there, if not already saved, because I've been discipling them. It's not up to my Amen. pastor to save them. Right. It's not up to yeah. my pastor for them to repeat a prayer. Like mm. the ecclesiastical gathering is for the church, man. It's for yeah. believers. Yeah. I'm bringing a believer to church, a new believer, yeah. so he can get some meat. You know, we've been working on milk with him for two weeks or a couple months or a year, whatever it is. And it's like, it's my job to disciple. Yeah. It's yeah. not the pastors. And, and it's through action and not well, just through word. I've, I've, I've made the comment a hundred times that when it comes to sharing Christ, we don't need to be, well, can, can I, can I, can I talk to you about my Lord Jesus Christ? Because guess what? If I don't do that with my wife, right? Mm. So if you talk about chicken pot pie, man, the first thing that's going to jump mm -hmm. in my mind is yeah, my wife cooks a banging chicken pot pie. I didn't have to ask anybody about to tell my, anybody about my wife and how great she cooks. I don't have to. I don't have to ask. I don't have to to worry about what are they going to think if I do this. Mm -hmm. I do it because I love my wife and her cooking. Um, yeah. Now, how much do I love Christ? According to Scripture, I'm to love Christ more than my wife. And right. if I'm loving Christ in that same manner, why am I not having just general conversation instead of this this pre this preconceived uh, uh, speech, right? So, right. uh, for example, I was talking to a cop the other day here in town and he says, uh, y'all gonna have more kids. I said, I don't know. We're going to see what the Lord does maybe. And, um, and he said, I don't know if we're going to have any more kids. I said, well, man, as Christians, and I don't know if he's a Christian or not, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure if you were to ask him, he'd say, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian along with everybody but, else. Yeah. But I said, uh, uh, man, as Christians, well, we're supposed to be making children. The Bible says to be making babies. That's what it says. It says to go forth and multiply. It says uh, to make disciples. That's the best way. And we're not going to change the world, make the world a better place by by letting um, everyone else dominate the field with their children. We need to be making children. Sure. And, and it was just, it was not awkward. It was not, you know, and it, and it just, it's one of those things that just, it was a conversation that flowed. And, and at the end of it, he goes, man, I ain't never thought of it that way. That's a good point. Oh. Right. And, 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 and it was never, it was just me talking Christ. It wasn't me having to, to, to start from scratch. It wasn't me having to sit there and, and ask him, you know, uh, if he's saved or anything of that nature. It was just me talking about Jesus to to a buddy of mine, to it a friend. It was real of mine. life. Yeah, it was real life. It was practical, yeah. and it's yeah. how you know. There's a good chance that you could have just changed that dude's worldview. He had another kid since then. So there you go. I mean, and that and that's a that's a <laughs> that's too. So that's such a great point because that's such a deep theological subject. Because I mean, for, so. You know, first chapter of the first book of the Bible, we see Adam and Eve. We see Adam blame Eve, or Eve uh, blame Adam. Adam blame the serpent, and then you see God look at Eve blame the serpent. Eve blame the serpent. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Adam uh, blame the woman. Yeah. I, I don't read the Bible much. Uh, and what's the very first thing that uh, God says to him is he basically goes, "Look at you thought you were going to get one over on uh, the woman, but from that seed, your head will be crushed." 
And then he gives us the very first commandment to go forth and multiply. And from that time, there has been this epic, uh, cosmic, uh, angelic, and demonic war going on yes. over us multiplying and going yes. forth. Satan mm -hmm. trying to cut off that seed at every turn, whether it's through castration or abortion or homosexuality or population control. Every single agenda that the secular culture has is to produce less of the image yep. bearers of God yep. and to stifle the first commandment that God get, gave us. So that is a huge, deep theological issue. But you just gave an example, Sasquatch, perfectly of just kind of inserting that into as you go out into the world. Yes. And saying, look at as believers, we're commanded to have those kids. And that that guy's gonna that officer is gonna go back to his house. He's gonna roll that around in his brain a little bit and go, What the heck is that? You know, and that's a seed. That's a seed planted. Yeah. And mm -hmm. maybe the Lord uses you again in his life to, you know, further that sprout or that seed. And it's like that's the way I look at evangelizing. Yes. I don't look at it as, you know, going knocking on a door or going out on a street corner. And some people are called to that ministry, and that's yeah, yeah. fine. But for me, it's like having God at the forefront, understanding who Christ is and his dominion over this universe and, and ruling and reigning, and then saying everything that I do, like 1 Corinthians 10 31 says, do unto the glory of God, whether you're eating, whether you're drinking, whether you're working, do it all to the glory of God. Right. And I think you guys agree with that. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And to kind of piggyback on something that you said earlier, whenever you were talking about the statement that uh, Dr. Um, ben Merkel said about the. Uh, the enemy being post mill um it's I'm, i've just had this thought here going it, because they are a culture of death with abortion homosexuality mutilation etc they're post mill with our kids they want yeah. to say hey have your life of of ease we'll raise your kids for you we'll indoctrinate them we'll train them in the meantime they're killing their own yeah that's an excellent point yeah. And they gladly do it because they Amen. know what's at stake. They know that they're raising the next generation of uh, secular, uh, you know, image bearers. Yeah. And if they can it's take like, some church yeah, raised and, and kids. We don't take it seriously as Christians. We need to. And if they can take, uh, take some church raised kids, bring them up and teach them to hate Jesus, in their minds, they've done something. Yeah. Well, and, and oh, that's, absolutely. that's a tactic, but there again, yeah. the most effective tactic that they've had in the church is it's the whole, uh, let's be nice. You know, um, uh, you're that, that, that guy's mean. And I, you know, we, we, you know, we have to become friends with them before we can Keep share the, the gospel with them. Keep the yeah. Peace. Um, uh, uh, oh, um, uh, JD Greer with the, uh, pronoun hospitality stuff. Have y'all heard about that? That was a while back, but. Mm -mm. Yeah. basically it's uh um as christians we're to be hospitable therefore if someone comes up to you and says my pronouns are she and her and they look like me um you're as christians we should say she and her and uh, in my mind i will just say though what a beautiful woman if so yeah oh. <laughs> wow <laughs> wow <laughs> Sorry, it was a little too I had to make a joke. It's insane. It's insane that someone within the realm of Christianity is suggesting this, but go on. So in the name of you know, being hospitable. She's man purdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh you ought to see my brother. Uh um, no I'm trying to get back on track now. So oh, oh, oh. but we we're to do that, 
you have to break the Ten Commandments to do that, and that is to lie to them. Mm. So you mm. want me to break one of the Ten Commandments, one of the one of the big tens, you know, uh, for what? To to protect someone's feelings who are rebelling against God. Now I don't mean yeah. like to protect their feelings in the sense of. Um, you know, obviously we wouldn't go on to look at them and go, oh my goodness, you were the ugliest person I've ever seen. You know, that kind of thing. That, that'd be ugly. <laughs> but, but in the sense of just directing their sin as sin and saying, no, you're, you're a guy. You're a guy, so I'm going to refer to you as he. I, I don't mean anything by it. I'm not trying to be ugly to you. But um, you're a man. You were well, born I, a man, I, and therefore, I guess we differ a little bit because I would mean something by it, meaning you're you're biologically a male the way God created you. You know, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. don't understand this pussy footing around people's feelings when it comes to something so clear like that. You know, you have someone that goes to a believer and says, "Well, but I, you know, I was born this way," and it's like, why is the first response, "Oh, you know, I'm sorry about your struggle," instead of the response being, "Oh, that's awesome because to know Christ, you must be born again." I so, was born I mean, a um, uh, 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 a pervert. Ain't nobody ever said, you know what? You and your perversion, you you and your wanting to to see naked women, <laughs> your struggle's real. No, I mean, it's it's it's, right? it's no. That's something that that when Christ saved me, I had to repent of. I do repent of it and have repented of it. And and, and God has changed me from that. Correct. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm a red-blooded straight male, so I was born to where uh, I have to fight lust continually. So what does that mean? I just live in my sin because I was born this way, or must I be born again of the Spirit Amen. and deny my flesh? So it's like, I don't care what we're talking about here. If we're talking about gender or sexuality or, or whatever act it is, it's like, at the end of the day, the Christian response should be, well, you have to crucify yourself. Yes. You raised up with Christ. So yes. I don't care, really care what the issue is. And I know some issues are more sensitive than others and harder to work through. And some involve, you know, uh, yada, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, come on. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I see we're, we're starting to run short on time. So, uh, let's wrap it up like this. What are y'all looking forward to, uh, this upcoming, uh, fight laugh? Are y'all going to any other conferences or y'all just hanging around the fight laugh feast guys right now? Uh, you know, we were just talking about that before trying we went on air. We're, going, yeah. we're trying to make sure that we can make it down there. I know Jason has some stuff. I definitely, uh, I'm supposed to be in the Upper Peninsula for a week uh, at that time. So we're trying to make something work. I don't know if it's going to be one of us, both of us, send someone down there. I mean, uh, we I do want to have a presence down there, uh, but I don't know if we're going to be able to make it work. So gotcha. you guys um, are going to have to represent. If we're not there, you guys, Bigfoot Revival, will have to represent the OGs yeah. uh, being the original podcast down there. It was It was basically us and you guys. Yeah, um, well, y'all had y'all actually podcast were podcasting up there and, and – and I remember, I remember just kicking ourselves in the butt when we saw y'all up there podcasting, and I'm going, "Man, why didn't we do this?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you guys got some interviews in down there, though. Too. We did, yeah. we did. We were able to get um, a handful. Yeah, yeah, we got Darren Doan and uh, Sean Bonet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Uh, How about G three? Yeah, we have. We we will be at G three. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll be down at that one. Are you guys doing G three or no? We're going to be there. We're not going to have a booth. 
Yeah, same with us. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So we're going to be hanging out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as for the podcast, uh, I know Jason was just talking to uh, Dale, right? Partridge. Yeah, we got Dale Partridge got coming, coming up. Um, uh, uh, we got, uh, no, he's August. Oh, he's August. Um, and but August. he might play in September. Oh, my gosh. Maybe. I thought we were in August. <laughs> yeah, right. We're close. <laughs> we're close. We got uh, Zach Morgan and uh, oh, Tessa. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Tessa. Um, oh, what's their oh, podcast? My gosh. Uh, uh, provoked. Provoked podcast. But, yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, couldn't remember. The, so, so we're yeah, looking yeah. forward to we're gonna have a busy August and September yep, going into yep. the podcast. Yeah. If we don't make it down to uh, Fight Laugh Feast uh, rally, you guys definitely make sure you represent yeah, for man. us, and uh, I know you guys will have a good time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh oh, what's on me? Uh oh, your your talker left. Oh, <laughs> there, we go. there we go. Oh, we need to get a little mini hat. We can put it on Bigfoot. Right? Now. Yeah. Look, that's that became the hardest working hat in podcasting. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> he got the salt sweat on it. Nice. There we go. Yeah, right. That's a nice hat, though, man. That's uh, a good hat. Uh, during the oh, winter man. time, because it was. Us on, yeah. guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all coming on, and uh, if y'all ever need anything, just holler at us. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to go ahead and close out with the music. What's funny is they can't hear it, so they just see us bobbing our heads. <laughs> yeah, right? We didn't do none of our closing out stuff. Oh, well, you can find us at Bigfoot.com. Bigfootrevival.com. Bigfoot <laughs>